Welcome to the Zenov podcast. You are listening to our business resilience series where we bring to you conversations with eminent industry stalwarts and thought leaders from across the globe as they share their insights on overcoming challenges and the mindset that helps them navigate through journeys of crisis resilience and growth. Hi everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Zenov podcast on hyper intelligent automation. I am Praveen Padada, managing partner Zenov and your host for today. In this podcast series, we will bring to you insights and conversations from industry leaders and automation gurus on how the hyper intelligent automation landscape is transforming as a function of new age technologies and the constantly evolving global business environment. We will spark conversations that will give you a real picture of how the transformational leaders of today envision the future of automation. For this episode, I have a very special guest with me today, Harold Tayeb. He is a visionary leader, a serial entrepreneur, and most recently, an investor and advisor for startups and VCs. He is currently the CEO of Crayon Systems, an AI-powered full-cycle automation solution provider that delivers process discovery, advanced analytics, RPA, and several other integral automation components, all rolled up in a single platform. Welcome to the Zenov Podcast, Harold. Great to have you with us. Thank you, Praveen. It's a pleasure to be with you. Perfect. Thank you. So uh, without further ado, uh, allow me to ask you some specifically curated questions that will help us gauge your view of the market. Uh, automation has clearly become the top enterprise priority in the last 12 months. And COVID seems to have accelerated the adoption to a certain extent as well. Now, you in, in one of your recent interviews, uh, Harold, mentioned that we are probably clear of the pandemic and it will be the time for businesses to scale up uh, and automate uh, to a crucial extent. As we enter the post-pandemic reality, how do you see the role of automation evolve in the modern workplace? So that, that's a very interesting question, Pavin. And I think that um, today's situation in the market force any company to think differently. So in a way, many things happened, you know, during this COVID and definitely post-COVID uh, COVID, uh, interaction within the organization. So besides of, you know, our understanding that work can be done anywhere, uh, the realization that eventually uh, machines, robots, or any activity that need to be done uh, will move to be done automatically. That's something that we see every day uh, over the last few months. But I think that the most uh, exciting things about, you know, RPA, automation, and the enterprise market in regards to COVID, I think that the discussion moved from a tactic discussion, you know, department by department implementation into a much more strategic uh, point of view. We are dealing now with one of the largest banks in the world. And, you know, when they approached crime, they said, you know, we have automation for many years, but we are stuck. And we think that the approach that we try to uh, implement within the organization over the last few years is, is not correct. We need to think differently. So the discussion moved from let's have another department, let's have another RPA, POC running everywhere. Let's have a strategic discussion from a bank point of view and decide what should be, you know, workspace environment strategy for the organization. You know, should we or could we build an automation 
that will have the minimal TCO, total cost of ownership, with the highest ROI for the business. What will be the impact on our employees? What will be the impact on our organization? Think of that, that post-pandemic, I believe that you know, each one of us will have this personal assistant on our machine. You know, these days, companies that are focusing on product and not just on the solution, the complete solution, they speak about attended automation, unattended automation. So think of that, that you will have a personal assistant on your machine that can see what, are, what you're doing every, every moment. And beside of, you know, helping you to become much more productive, will help you to offload processes from your day-to-day job to the virtual machines behind the scene. A year from now, maybe a few months from, you know, post-pandemic, we will see that, the, you know, the way the interfaces within the organization will be changed. You know, so we will have, you know, we will communicate with robots. We will communicate with our personal assistant, which is another robot on my machine and many robots behind the scene. And that's, you know, a meaningful change that we see now within these large, large organizations that used to work, you know, used to implement RPA because it was uh, a buzzword in the market, because it was in hype uh, for many enterprises. Now they think differently. They need to find the right solution that can reduce the TCO and can provide the maximum ROI for the business for long term. Great. Uh, thank you, Harold, for that overview. Uh, I just had a follow-on question on this one. Um, if you look at enterprises prioritizing automation, right, and if you think of uh, three typical business outcomes that enterprises care about, right, which is either uh, growing their revenues or the top line or uh, deriving operational efficiencies, which is the bottom line, and, you know, parallelly think of innovation as a core paradigm as they come out of the pandemic situation, right? So if you think of these three priorities and if you think of automation as a key lever, in your experience, uh, where will automation create the maximum opportunities and which industries are set to leverage the advantage of automation in the post-pandemic uh, scenarios? I would say that any revolution in the market started from the enterprise market, usually you know, the low-hanging foods are in banking, finance services, telcos, large organization with a lot of regulation. Eventually, it's not something that, you know, they need, they, they can avoid in any way. They need to handle the regulation. They need to handle super sensitive and important processes behind the scene. They need to make sure that their employees are much more efficient, you know, either if it's customer success or customer service, sorry, or, you know, any employee within the organization. So I believe, again, that what we will see post-pandemic, we'll see the combination, the hybrid automation scale up faster. And, you know, I would say that the main challenge in order to take your organization to the next level is the ability to have a hybrid automation implemented for each and every one within your organization. So you will have for per employee, you will have this attended automation embedded within their clients and you will have many unattended automation behind the scene. So in order to enable this digital transformation, the change in the market, you need to have a tool, a technology uh, that can help you to scale up your organization. We've been approached by by one of the largest telcos in the market to help them to scale up the organization. 
And, you know, sometimes, um, you know, in this discussion, I ask a, a dummy question. I said, okay, you are work, you're doing, you know, automation for the last two, three years. Okay, what is preventing you today from scale up? Why can't you just now, you know, take your organization and have thousands of robots behind the scene, many of robots, you know, attended robots available for your customers? And, you know, the, the, the answer usually is that they, they, they ran very fast toward the automation. They, they choose one platform, two platforms, sometimes even, even more than that. But no one today can help them to understand what the actual needs are within the organization. So how can they map the organization to understand, you know, which processes need to be automated, which processes are the most ROI for the business? Or, you know, they said to me some, you know, one of the, the prospects said to me, they said, you know, there are many RPA vendors in the market, many of them trying to, uh, you know, to promote uh, either, you know, communities, uh, academies, trying to build a lot of, you know, provide a lot of professional services. But, you know, it's more of the same. Eventually, I need to have someone that will help me to identify, to map, to build this automation. And, you know, that's not scale up. You know, it's, it, it can be, you know, we saw a lot of scalability uh, from the RPA vendors on the number of customers, but we didn't see uh, enough scalability within their organization, within the enterprise market. And that's the main challenge. Um, and in order to solve this, this challenge, it's not by having, you know, thousands of professional services helping your customer to scale up or, you know, promoting your community in order to build an ecosystem um, of developers, you need to reduce the effort to do that. You need to provide something bigger. That's one of the reasons why we at Cryon deliver this full cycle automation, the process discovery, the ability to identify, to map the organization, to provide you with a backlog for automation, and then the implementation, which is connected to this discovery capability, that's a key to reduce the TCO to the minimum um, that you can provide and get an ROI for your business. And that's that's my point of view. Thank you, Harold. Uh, so just uh, extending the idea of embedded automation a little further, Harold, uh, what do you think is happening in the world of AI, right? How real is uh, AI-powered automation and what's your sense of enterprise readiness to be able to leverage AI in the context of automation and derive the business outcome that they're looking to derive? Uh, so, Praveen, there are two different elements of AI. So one element, if, if we will think, so one element of AI is the way that RPA solution uh, use AI in order to create more value for, for our customers. That's one aspect. We'll touch that in a second. The second aspect is how can RPA vendor provide access to AI capabilities to the citizen developers behind the scene. So now let's drill down or let's discuss about the use of AI for the RPA environment. And the main value of AI is to take a lot of data, a lot of information, and be, a be able to predict, be able to identify, be able to use this data 
and identify the insights, the relevant insights, in order to show more value. Um, so Kran, as, as um, you probably know, we have five patents granted on computer vision and AI. But we use this AI in order to, you know, you know we gather a lot of information. We gather a lot of information uh, from, the com- from the process discovery capabilities, from our computer vision uh, algorithm. And we use the AI engine in order to take this large or big data and then identify processes for automations, identify processes that already implemented but need to be optimized. Uh, in order to do that, not on one, five, 10, or even 100 uh, customers, in order to do that on thousands of clients in real time, in parallel, that's something that only strong AI capability can deliver. And, you know, we announced uh, a few months ago on Cryon real-time process discovery or real-time automation, the, um, the ability, you know, to change. We spoke before about post-COVID or what will be the enterprise market, what will be the impact on the enterprise market. So I believe that the only way that you can take your organization from generation one, pre-COVID, and move your organization to post-COVID, generation two of workspace environment. The only way to do that is by enabling your organization to have a huge leap forward. And you can do that only by having a real-time automation. A real-time automation means that your employees will have this process discovery embedded within their clients, their computers, on each machine within the organization. Gather a lot of data, use the strongest AI in the market in order to identify, to map their activities, their processes, um, identify the most optimized process for automation. And you can do that only if you are using, um, you know, the most sophisticated, but also uh, simple, and valuable AI capabilities. And I'm happy to uh, share that within Crown, we have a super strong team of AI experts and the ability to deliver process discovery in real time, automation in real time. I think that's, you know, uh, we used to say at Crown that we are leading the market. We are creating a game changer in this market every year. Today, whenever you need to take a process from idea to implementation in production, it takes weeks, sometimes months. Crown objective is to help our customers to do that within days. And the only way to do that within days is by enabling the real-time automation, the real-time process discovery and RPA. And I believe that in 2021, this capability will change the RPA market share as we see that today. Perfect. Uh, Harold, I think you talked a lot about the innovation that you're bringing in and the, you know, the attempts you're making to stay ahead of the curve uh, with respect to the market competition. Uh, how about the, the customer side of the story, right? Earlier in your discussion, you talked about total cost of ownership. How's that evolving for customer uh, what are the pitfalls that customers should avoid uh, to make sure that the cost of automation is contained 
What are some of the best practices you can share in that space uh, with our uh, audience here? That's a very good question uh, because, you know, the attempt of any company, large or small, to go through, you know, to look for the solution under the light um, is something that needs to be changed. Uh, think of that, that for any organization, there are about 20 or 30% of processes which are the low-hanging fruits. Any RPA vendor in the market will be able to approach any customers, any bank, finance services, insurance, telcos, hospitality, and then share with them their idea. We will take these 50, maybe even 100 processes and automate. And these are the low-hanging fruits. But if you will think about the total cost of ownership that need to be invested in order to identify, to map, to build this automation, not just for this 20%. So on these 20%, you know, because of, you know, we believe and we know that the full cycle automation can reduce the TCO by up to 80%, uh, we believe that from a strategic point of view, you need to think about the 100% of processes that you, are, that you have available within your organization and need to be changed. That's an organizational transformation. You need to map your organization. You need to understand what will be the impact on the long-tail processes within the organization that you have. How can you take your organization and build a pipeline, an automation pipeline for your organization to become the most efficient in the market, to become the most valuable for your customers, to be available for your customers because, you know, anything that can be done is done behind the scene, is done by robotics. How can you help your employees to be more efficient? And the way to do that, again, is by enabling the hybrid automation, the discovery capabilities, and the ability to have a full cycle automation available for, for your customers or available for you as an enterprise. Great. Uh, thank you, Harold. Uh, one of the last uh, questions on this segment, what is that one advice would, would you like to give to your competitors going after the same opportunity? Uh, I believe that, you know, uh, a good competition is something that will do uh, good for the entire market. Um, you know, these days when we see a lot of M&A activities, uh, we see, a, you know, a lot of, we hear a lot of discussions uh, about IPOs coming. An amazing, you know, we, we can understand or the entire market can see the need in this market. If, you know, whenever Microsoft or any other company acquire an RPA vendor, it means that there is a huge need in the market uh, my advice to you guys, uh, you know, you're more than welcome to follow Kryon and, you know, take another step in this race to help to change the entire workspace environment for enterprises, SMEs and SMBs in the future. Um, and keep, you know, remain honest for yourself, you know. So, you know, try to be whatever you, you've been few years ago. Don't change because of IPO needs, M&A needs. Put your customers in, you know, as your uh, North Star and make sure that you are building solution that will help them to become more successful, more powerful, and more valuable for themselves. 
Well, Harold, uh, it was a real pleasure having you here with us and thank you for the extremely uh, interesting insights that you shared with us today. Uh, we covered several critical aspects uh, that will define the next wave of growth and evolution of automation, we believe. Uh, the emerging trends, the platform positioning, some bit of competitive landscape, all the enterprise adoption trends that you talked about and so on, right? So thank you uh, so much for your time and uh, we look forward to learning uh, more and unfolding more uh, as the industry uh, progresses to the next normal. And as part of our ongoing effort to unravel the mystery surrounding this automation space, uh, we will certainly be back soon with many more such engaging conversations uh, with some of the future leaders of automation. So thank you everyone for joining in and stay tuned uh, for what's next to come on this platform. Thank you once again. Thank you, Povin. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of Zinov's Business Resilience Series. Stay tuned for more such interesting episodes and subscribe to our podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. To know more about Zinov and if you believe we can help with your problems, please visit our website www.zinov.com or drop us a note at info@zinov.com. At Thank you again and don't forget to tune in to our next episode.